0: hi this is bill woods and i want to wish all you mothers a very happy mother's day i hope that your family knows what a good treasure they have in a a wonderful mother like i'm sure that you are i want to talk today about something that i think is very important i want to say that god is going to have the last word no matter what goes on in our world today god is going to have the last word Do you have the feeling sometimes that everything's unraveling, that our whole nation's going down the drain, that we're just waiting for someone to hit the flesh handle and bloop, we're gone? I've been concerned about this current president and his policies. We're starving for good moral leadership, which he and his regime seem to know nothing about. The fact is, nothing's been said about moral fiber or decency, the biden has promised changed to rebuild america He, he got his build back better program and our country was sucked into his promises only to find the majority of our citizens really don't want all those changes we're at a time when we the people seem to have little or no control nancy pelosi chuck schumer and the democratic congress don't seem to care what the people of the United States want they've got their own agenda I've read the newspapers and listened to the radio watched television and surf the internet and have reached the conclusion the only thing we all agree on is that we're in a heap of trouble I'm afraid there are sad days ahead for our country and and for our world America as we have known it in the past is virtually gone forever and I'm so sorry that my grandkids, my great-grandkids are not going to have the privilege of living in a world like I grew up in. America as we've known it, it has changed. It has happened because we've forgotten God. Deuteronomy chapter eight, nineteen and 20 says, And if you forget the Lord your God and go after other gods and serve them and worship them, I solemnly warn you today that you shall surely perish. Like the nations that the Lord makes to perish before you, so shall you perish because you would not obey the voice of the Lord your God. Wake up, America. Don't I, I want to say this to Christian people. Don't lose hope for everything that is at hand it is just temporary because God takes care of his own and he'll take care of you. In Daniel chapter 2, verses 20 through 22, Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, to whom belong wisdom and might. He changes times and seasons. He removes kings and sets up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals deep and hidden things. He knows what is in the darkness, and the light dwells with him. You know, God overrules man's government, and God's will and God's purpose will be fulfilled. Uh, The outcome is already sealed. I mean, we already know the end of the game. Men try to change God's plans, but God's plans will not be changed. It's like uh, when we used to watch the Miss America pageants. The MC would come out and say, you know, I've got this envelope in my hand with the results, and I want to say good luck to all these contestants. But it's already been decided. Where does this good luck come in? The results are already in the envelope. Nothing is going to change the decision. It's the same with God. The results are in. He, his will will be done. The Old Testament book of Daniel shows the sovereign power of God over world governments like no other book in the Bible. Listen to Daniel 2.21. It says he changes times and seasons. He removes kings and sets up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. This is demonstrated in King Nebuchadnezzar's dream that he had. One night, Nebuchadnezzar was asleep on his bed, and he had this dream, and we read about it in Daniel chapter 2, 31 through 35. Actually, this is Daniel talking to the king. He says, you saw, O king, and behold a great image. This image mighty and of exceeding brightness stood before you, and its appearance was frightening. The head of his image was of fine gold, its chest and arms of silver, its middle and thighs of bronze, its legs of iron, its feet partly of iron and partly of clay. As you looked, a stone was cut out by no human hand, and it struck the image on its feet of iron and clay, and broke them in pieces. Then the iron and the clay, the bronze, the silver, the gold, all together were broken in pieces and became like the chaff of the summer thrashing floors and the wind carried them away so that not a trace of them could be found but the stone that struck the image became a great mountain and filled the whole earth nebuchadnezzar uh, like i said saw a huge image head of gold breast of arms Uh, breast and arms of silver, belly and thighs of brass, legs of iron, feet of clay, and iron mixed together, which, you know, does not offer a whole lot of stability here. As Nebuchadnezzar watched, a huge stone crushed the feet of this image. Nebuchadnezzar was frustrated over his dream. What in the world did it mean? He knew it was important, but he, he couldn't even remember it and he wanted his wise men to tell him the dream and its meaning he demanded they tell him his dream and what it meant and they said they couldn't know the dream or interpret its meaning if they hadn't had the dream or some details about it Nebuchadnezzar said, because you will not give me the information I want, I'm going to execute all of you because, you know, I believe that you're just a bunch of fakes because you should have told me what my dream was and what my dream meant. Well, finally, Daniel, who was also considered one of the wise men, his life was in danger. He heard about the predicament and told the king that he could answer his questions after he had con- consulted with his God and so Daniel and his friends prayed and fasted and God gave to him the answer not only what the answer was but what the dream was in detail the interpretation was there'd be four great world empires before the end of time God was revealing the future and his purpose to Nebuchadnezzar the gold head was babbling under nebuchadnezzar and that's quite impressive i mean nebuchadnezzar had to feel like wow i'm pretty important the silver chest and arms was the medo persian empire the bronze thighs represented greece under the rule of alexander the great the iron legs and feet represented the roman empire clay and iron together represented many kings and kingdoms that would try for world dominance but will be destroyed when christ the stone crushes them daniel said that babylon would fall to the medes and persians now there are several lessons here that i think should comfort us the first lesson god's plan won't be changed because god is still in charge of world affairs When Nebuchadnezzar heard Babylon was going to fall, it must have seemed improbable, must have seemed ridiculous, impossible, because the walls were 365 feet high and 70 feet across. They could run chariots two abreast on top of those walls. The city was self-sufficient. It was able to supply its own food. They had plenty of water from the Euphrates River flowing through, and how could an enemy conquer such a fortified city as this? But just to show how God is in control and knows the future, he prophesied through Isaiah and that Cyrus would conquer Babylon and rebuild Jerusalem. I, I want to read to you two of the things in Isaiah that talk about Cyrus. Isaiah 44, 24 through 28 thus says the lord your redeemer who formed you from the womb i am the lord who made all things who alone stretched out the heavens who spread out the earth by myself who frustrates the signs of liars and makes fools the diviners who turns wise men back and makes their knowledge foolish who confirms the word of his servant and fulfills the counsel of his messengers, who says to Jerusalem, She shall be inhabited, and of the cities of Judah they shall be built, and I will raise up their ruins. Who says to the deep, Be dry, I will dry up your rivers, and says to Cyrus, he is my shepherd, and he shall fulfill my purpose, saying of Jerusalem, She shall be built, and of the temple your foundation shall be laid. Isaiah 45, 1-4 through Thus says the Lord to his anointed, to Cyrus, whose right hand I have grasped to subdue nations before him and to loose the belts of kings, to open doors before him that gates may not be closed, I will go before you and level at the exalted places. I will break in pieces the doors of bronze and cut through the bars of iron. I will give you the treasures of darkness and the hordes of secret places that you may know that it is I, the Lord, the God of Israel, who called you by your name. For the sake of my servant Jacob and Israel, my chosen, I call you by your name. I name you though you do not know me. This prophecy, which included Cyrus' name, was spoken a 150 years before Cyrus was even born. Babylon fell to Cyrus 70 years after Daniel predicted that it was going to happen. Babylon fell during a drunken orgy held by Belshazzar when God sobered him with a handwriting on the wall. Daniel 5, 5-12 through 12 said immediately the fingers of a human hand appeared and wrote on the plaster of the wall of the king's palace opposite the lampstand. And the king saw the hand as it wrote. Then the king's color changed. His thoughts alarmed him and his lam- limbs gave way, his knees knocked together, and the king called loudly to bring to the, uh, bring in the enchanters. Then King Belshazzar was greatly alarmed, and his color changed, and his lords were perplexed. The queen, because of the words of the king and his lords, came into the banqueting hall, and the queen declared, O king, live forever. Let not your thoughts alarm you, or your color change. There is a man in your kingdom, in whom is the spirit of the holy gods. In the days of your father, light and understanding and wisdom, Uh, like the wisdom of gods were found in him and king nebuchadnezzar your father your father the king made him chief of the magicians enchanters chaldeans and astrologers because an excellent spirit, knowledge, and understanding to interpret dreams, explain riddles, and solve problems were found in this Daniel, whom the king named Belteshazzar. Now let Daniel be called, and he will show you the interpretation. You know, God's train travels on time and on course. Even in this year of 2022, we are seeing two thousand year old prophecies being fulfilled today warning us that jesus christ is coming back and i want to say pay attention the second lesson is god never forgets the needs of his people under any circumstance god always has a remnant of people who have separated themselves from the things that are offensive to god these people live in fellowship with God and understand God's care and faithfulness to the extent that they aren't afraid of these days in which we live. These people trust God and put him first and worship him only. They're persistent in their dedication to God wanting to live lives according uh, glorifying God. The effect of Nebuchadnezzar's dream wore off. He got to be prideful. And soon he created a huge gold statue and demanded everyone worship this huge idol. Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, or we more, more commonly call them Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, refused to dishonor God by bowing to this atrocity. God protected them when they were cast into the fiery furnace. You know... We're supposed to honor the government, but don't buckle under the the pressure when convictions, when your convictions are compromised and they ask you to do something contrary to what God wants you to do. That's why during the tribulation, when God's people are forced to make a decision about the mark of the beast, they can stand up and say, I will not take it. I'm going to honor God Almighty. Well, Nebuchadnezzar found how fragile his rule over Babylon was when God allowed him to go insane for seven years and live like a beast out in the field. All of a sudden, his, prideful, uh, his pride was brought down and he began to realize he was not in control. Daniel experienced God's faithfulness in hard circumstances. He lived through three regimes. Nebuchadnezzar's, Belshazzar's, and Darius. Darius threw him in the lion's den. Remember that story. But God was there with miraculous power. That same God and that same power is available to us today. Well, let's look back to the dream of Nebuchadnezzar. His dream spoke of four world empires. (coughs) Was he accurate? Well, of course he was because God had revealed this to him he then revealed the feet were composed of clay and iron and would be crushed by a stone not made with hands daniel was seeing down to our day he saw a nation struggling to take over the world but never quite able to accomplish it he predicted there would raise up one powerful leader we call the antichrist that would gather a following among world peoples and nations He'd come acting like a lamb or like a man of wisdom and peace, but he would go on the rampage in the middle of his seven-year reign. Finally, after seven years, his kingdom will be destroyed by that stone that uh, Nebuchadnezzar saw in his dream. The stone is Jesus Christ, God's only begotten Son, who's going to come back victorious and, and put things right more of this has been revealed through john's book of revelation the reign of the antichrist will be the most horrible seven-year period that the world has ever seen all through world history the antichrist will be in complete control of the world's commerce we read in revelation thirteen sixteen through 18 I heard one supposedly expert Bible professor, I've got that in quotes, he's from a Christian college, again quotes, I heard him play this warning down saying that the mark of the beast found in Revelation chapter 13 was no real threat. It was just something that was traditionally a threat to mankind and that this professor said he would be the first in line to take the mark of the beast when it came if he was still alive because he wanted his family to eat. Well, evidently he hadn't gone on and read Revelation 14 Verses 9 through 11 says, And another angel, a third followed them, saying with a loud voice, If anyone worships the beast in its image and receives a mark on his forehead or on his hand, he also will drink the wine of God's wrath poured full strength into the cup of his anger and he will be tormented with fire and sulfur in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the lamb and the smoke of their torment goes up forever and ever and they have no rest day or night the these worshipers of the beast and its image and whoever receives the mark of his name I was talking to someone recently who said, you know, I'm, I'm not too worried about the mark of the beast and all these things. I've heard all these things uh, again and again throughout my lifetime, and I really don't think there's much to it. Well, I want you to know for the first time in history, technology has made it possible for all the details and Revelation to be... Uh, done I mean you know everything the mark the beast all these different things science has made it so that we can see things immediately and for the first generation that's ever lived in a time like this it's all possible for these things to take place I heard about an old farmer one time that was asleep and his grandfather clock I don't know had some kind of a problem and it was around midnight and it went off and and rang 14 times and he jumped up and he's said get up get up wake up wake up because it's later than it's ever been before and i want to say that to you today wake up the time is upon us it's later than it's ever been before We see the New Age movement, the woke culture, the predicted falling away of God's people, the Great Reset, the failing world money system, the Pope pushing for a one-world government, Russia invading the Ukraine, moving toward Israel, Russia making a coalition of nations to destroy Israel, the United Nations, forming a military force, computer control, RFID chips coming, world famine, all these things, a worldwide plague. Everything is spinning out of control. The prophecies of Ezekiel 38 and 39 seem to be coming to pass. Satan's Antichrist will come as a great peacemaker with answers to world problems. Remember, God's faithful to his people, and his people are faithful to him. His people separate themselves from worldly things and dedicate themselves to God. Listen, all hell is about to break loose. It's time to get on the right team, like Daniel and his friends did. Remember, God is still in control. He guides evil and good to accomplish his purpose. We don't know God's timetable. We can't set dates. It's not our purpose to set a calendar. But we do know it soon because the birth pangs are starting and we realize that it won't be long until Jesus Christ comes to take his church. We must put God first in all things. Live faithfully for him regardless what others are doing or saying. Refuse to compromise God's holy standards. Remember, Jesus Christ is coming to rescue his church. We read in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 through 18, but we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about uh, those who are asleep, that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, through through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. For this we declare to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the sound of the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up to meet with them in the clouds, to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort and encourage one another with these words. You are warned. Be ready. No matter how much pressure we have to endure here, it won't compare to the joy of being with Christ for all eternity. Remember, God is still in control, and God will have the last word. And I want to say with that song, it will be worth it all when we see Christ. In fact, I was thinking about the Gaither chorus, it will be worth it all. Just the chorus says, it will be worth it all just to see his face when he claims us for his own. Then ten million years to sing amazing grace, it will be worth it all when we get home. I want to encourage you today that it will be worth it all. You need to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Let's pray. Father, help us to be ready so that when you come to get your church, Lord, that we're able to go with you in the twinkling of an eye. I know people think that, well, if I see Jesus coming, I'm going to repent. Lord, there's not going to be time, so help us to be ready now be with all those that are listening to this podcast today keep them close to you if they have spatial problems today meet them at their point of need i pray but help them lord to give their hearts and lives directly to you in jesus name amen well if you want to get in contact with me you know the routine you can either uh, send me something by Gmail. My lower, my my address is lowercase r-e-v-w-m-w-w-o-o-d-s at gmail.com. That's all lowercase. Or you can uh, send something by mail that's box 4031, Sun Valley, Arizona, 86029. And, and you know, I'll be praying for you. And if you... Uh, want to pick up any of my sermons there on the podcast and that is lowercase church of the Galilean all run together church of the when you get there you hit the thing that says uh, there's still power in the blood god bless you hope you have a wonderful time with your mother's day celebration goodbye